Hey everyone, before we started the show, we just want to say a huge thank you to everyone who supports us on Patreon. We literally couldn't do the show without you. And if you don't support us, it's definitely worth checking out. For just $5 a month, you get early access to all our episodes, and you also get access to Patreon-exclusive releases. These are scenarios we've played through that aren't released anywhere else. Um, Our newest Patreon-only release is a cult divinity lost playthrough called The Atrocity Archive, and it features myself, Dave and Scott as players, and also Craig from Red Moon Roleplay as guest GM. So if that sounds good to you, please head over to patreon.com forward slash how we roll podcast. Now, on with the show. Hello and welcome back to How We Roll Podcast. We are back playing Massive Nalath Tap. My name is Jay Trier and I am playing Sebastian Danvers um, and obviously has his um, uh, Lama Charlotte and we are heading through the highlands toward the pyramid to defeat some vampires, which is a sentence I don't think I'd ever thought I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joined by some fantastic players tonight, so we'll do some very quick introductions and then we will get on with the show. So welcome back, Owen. Um, how are you doing? And uh, tell us a bit about your character. I'm good. I'm Sean McNulty, 17-year-old, burly, kind of musclehead. Irish kid stuck in Peru with these fantastic people. Fantastic. Veronica, how are you doing? And uh, tell us a bit about Tess. Uh, so Tess is just a scientist and she has been coming in real handy with first aid. So let's hope that good luck continues. I was about to say, I mean, I've been playing Call of Cthulhu for five years and other than maybe one character, I don't think anyone's put any points in first aid. It's surprisingly <laughs> useful. I'm a doctor. One character. Oh, sorry. I was like, you're the character. Like, Fair enough. <laughs> I never um, use this. Uh, no. Or maybe on yourself a few times. <laughs> that was a brutal campaign. Uh, Murph, welcome back to the show. How you doing and who are you playing tonight? Uh, I am playing uh, Jackson Elias, the famous writer about cults and the occult in general. And uh, great to have you back on the show. Uh, Seth, welcome back. Uh, how are you doing and who are you playing tonight? Uh, I am playing a Dwayne Kemper, a grease monkey mechanic from Queens, New York. And uh, last night I got pinned by a tent, so that was uh, that was exciting. This is a uh, this is he's having a lot of fun. Let me tell you. <laughs> and last but by no means least, the the tent pinner himself. Welcome back to the show, <laughs> Scott. Great to have you here. Thank you very much, Joe. Yeah, it's an absolute pleasure to be here. And yeah, I'm I must admit in my thirty. Five years of, of uh, running Call of Cthulhu, almost 40 years, I guess. I have never come so close to killing a character with a tent peg. <laughs> <laughs> We're all about setting records here and how we roll. You've said that a lot to us. In my 35 years, I've never insert random sentences. <laughs> I was about to say, I feel I hear that every episode, normally around a character that I've made, but <laughs> I feel Danvers is along the more sensible uh, characters that I've made. Really? Like him really, Joe? Really? <laughs> you played with Ken, didn't oh, you? For fuck's sake. You missed an opportunity, Scott. Not going to miss another one. <laughs> uh, but yes. Anyway, to recap, uh, last session you headed off across the Andean highlands in search of this pyramid, where bad things are supposedly happening. Uh, you are carrying this lump of gold, which was taken from the pyramid by conquistadors a very long time back, with I think some 
idea about perhaps replacing it. On your way there, however, you made camp one night and you um, had a slight incident where one of these Pishtaku in the darkness decided to devour one of your pack mules. Um, for better or worse, uh, Dwayne and McNulty caught it in the act and came quite close to catastrophe between uh, Dwayne getting knocked over and landing on a tent peg uh, and then when Tess came to his rescue uh, blew the Pishtaku in half with her shotgun and came pretty close to blowing Dwayne in half as well but happily he escaped with just light peppering of buckshot um, the following day you have set off again uh, you've come to a pass, moved over the ridge of the pass, and come across this younger and older man, possibly father and son, uh, and a herd of alpacas. The son seems to have been injured by one of the Pishtaku. The father was rather suspicious when he saw you at first, and took a few pot shots at you. But now, thanks to Danvers's advanced diplomacy, he has... Uh, accepted a delegation of Danvers, uh, Jackson and Tess and I believe Tess was about to see whether she could help this young man who has been quite grievously injured. So yeah, just to remind you he has got a literally bloody great hole in his chest. Uh, it's been torn open, the, um, his, his woolen clothing has been torn. Uh, you can I mean, the, the flesh of his his chest has been ripped apart. I, in amongst all the blood and gore there, every now and then, you know, as he's breathing, you can see a flash of white that you realise is ribs. Okay. <clears throat> I rolled a one versus 70. <laughs> 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 On the first one. Okay. Well, you just faith heal him? Right. Yeah. <laughs> but with the, with the circumstances as they are, do I think that there's any way that this person is actually going to get up from this situation? Is the is the situation too dire to fix? Uh, well, I you have managed to seal the the sucking chest wound, so he can at least breathe properly now. Um, and more importantly, or actually no, equally importantly, you've managed to staunch uh, the blood loss as well, so he's not about to bleed out. I mean, he still is in pretty bad shape. I mean, he's never going to be what he was before. He's, he's always he's always going to carry this injury with him. But you think now, thanks to your ministrations, there's actually a reasonable chance he might live. Okay. I was just making sure I didn't have to kill for science again, so <laughs> that's mostly it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, all of this is taking a fair bit of time. Now, I mean, the the father was talking to you a little bit about what had happened. He said that they'd been attacked by these two Pishtaku. I mean, one thing is, yeah, he when he talked about. You know, where they, where the Pishtaku had gone after they'd attacked, he pointed in a particular direction, and you can actually see. I mean, it's not a clear-cut trail, but you can actually see at least initially uh, a bit of a trail through the long grass. 
and it's heading off in roughly the direction you were heading, but yeah, um, looking at you know the the path you were following in the map and so on, you realise that either they're going to somewhere slightly different, or perhaps you weren't following exactly the right path. Good Danvers turns to the older guy and say. I'm very sorry, but I, I don't mind. I hope you don't mind me asking. But what were you two doing out here? He he points at the alpacas and he he says uh, one 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 of the alpacas had run away. We were trying to catch it. And so, do you live round here? Do you, are you? Yes, we we have a farm, and he points not not in the direction that the Pishtaku went, but pretty much perpendicular to it. Fantastic. So maybe you could fill in a few gaps for us. What is up there? And we we thought there was a pyramid, and it, and I'm not quite sure of the right word for pyramid. Um, Jackson, is that right? A pyramid? Did I say that correctly? Yes. <laughs> uh, wait, the the chance that the farmer knows the Spanish for, <laughs> for pyramid isn't great. So even if he got the right word, he's he's just going to look at you blankly. Um, like a temple, uh, and I, I try and draw it like a. Oh yeah, and and as you start miming it and you know, making his, you know, coming up with synonyms for temple or you know uh, whatever, yeah, he, he pales slightly, uh, and just shakes his head and says something along the lines of, "Bad place, bad place." Oh oh no, we know that. Uh, but where is it? Is it is it that way? And he points along the trail that we were going to go and or and he points and he goes or is it that way and he points along where the trail is where these two pishtakos seem to have gone yeah the his eyes narrow again and you know you can tell from his body language that he is deeply uncomfortable at you asking this but on the other hand you know he glances down it at where it's become increasingly obvious that that tess has just saved his son's life and you can see some of the tension go out of his shoulders and reluctantly wearily he nods and just points at the trail that the the Pishtaku left you have been incredibly helpful and I'm so sorry for your loss I mean sorry I'm so sorry that you're um (laughs) his Spanish is terrible I'll say Uh, we're so happy that your son survived (laughs) Danvers has gone bright red I'm I'm just going to go and check on Charlotte and he sort of runs off back to the other I'll look at the guy he calls that that alpaca a llama and he named it Charlotte I I don't know (laughs) the man just shrugs yeah, with with that universal what are you going to do shrug (laughs) white guys what do you say (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Sebastian's like the whitest guy you've ever seen as well. Oh, we can hear that. Yeah. <laughs> You're doing Daddy that Car- perfectly. Car- just Car- for the record. <laughs> I have no doubts in my mind. Oh, oh God. Right. Um so yeah, I mean Tess I mean it takes about half an hour to really patch the, the sun up. Do you have any points in medicine, by, uh, by the way? Exactly no points. 
Okay, because I mean, to properly stabilize this condition, I mean, it really, it really would take a proper doctor to you know, spend some time. I mean, as it is, you know, you can advise the uh, the two of them to get him back and just basically give him lots of bed rest and hope, you know, hope for the best, hope it doesn't get infected. You know, at this stage, it's a crapshoot. I mean, you know, if it gets infected, he'll probably die. If it doesn't, he he'll probably recover but yeah it's it, without without any medical training any proper medical training it's out of your hands i'm going to relay that as scientifically as possible um, <laughs> making sure that there is no room for hope or error on my account so and these are okay. the facts that's all i know if you get yourself some aspirin, that might be super helpful. Oh, okay. Well, he doesn't have any idea what aspirin is, but otherwise he seems very grateful for the advice. <laughs> but yeah, they get the sun draped over one of the alpacas. It's struggling under his weight, but he isn't going to walk otherwise, and start head leading him back towards the farm. Oh, Jackson, they put him bareback on a mule... Uh, or an alpaca, sorry, I don't know wildlife. Um, that's going to get infected. There's no way. Uh, the guy's out of earshot, right? I mean, he can't. God, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> and this was in English. So. Oh, yeah, we're in English. Yeah. Yes. I, hey, the guy's going to die. The kid's going to be dead in the next 10 hours. I mean, mm. he's he's a goner. You did a good job, though, Tess. That's a fantastic job there. I I pull out a, a small magazine. I just bought this. It just tells you all sorts of really good <laughs> tips and tricks. I just wish that I had gone to a different school of, of medicine or something. That'd be that'd have been so helpful. Although I wouldn't have been here, that's for sure. Anyways, I think Ruthven yeah, had a lot of points in uh, first aid as well. Just for the record, uh, <laughs> a lot of good that did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he took a different direction with it, though, you know. <laughs> but yes, yes, happily your magazine, and particularly that article, Sucking Chest Wounds and You, came yes. in very, very useful. <laughs> Sucking Chest Wounds and the Modern Lady. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, that was my nickname back in college. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> chest Wounds, really? <laughs> It's a long story. There's a story there I don't think I want to know. <laughs> I don't know. I think that's a campaign. <laughs> Sounds like a one-shot. I mean... <laughs> okay, so with the two farmers heading off back home to whatever fate awaits them, are, are you following the path left by the Pishtaku, or are you heading back in the direction that you were originally going in? Well, Danvers will fill everyone in in what the uh, the guy said about that we may be heading in a slightly wrong direction and actually the this trail that the Pishtaku have made may take us directly to the bad place. But at least that's what he called it. I mean, that sounds rather ominous. Um, let's call it the place that we will get rich and then we should go that way. Oh, no, no. We need to put the gold back. That's the, that's the curse. Yeah, but there might be silver there to take. And, you know, when we put the gold back, is it then okay to take it again? I don't think so. I think that's that's the Conquistador's problem, and then they ended up wandering around here as 500 years as fat-sucking vampires. Okay, their problem was they were kind of assholes. 
Us yeah. taking the gold isn't their problem. <laughs> well, they met. The problem is, is that Dwayne's got a bad back now. He can't carry shit. So. <laughs> well, if he was planning on stealing the gold, that's probably for the best. I, I mean, yeah, he gets 15% of whatever gold we get. Obviously, if he's not carrying his fair share. <laughs> Damn, I hate that tent peg. <laughs> Sorry, can I just be clear? We are putting the gold back and sealing away this curse. We're not going up here to to loot the place and release even more because frankly i I'd, i mean i quite like being alive but 500 more years of this and i just i just don't know that got crack i i don't think we could handle 500 years of you either so don't feel bad <laughs> there's probably a lot of treasure in antiques that are not cursed to reimburse us for all of this Actually, speaking of antiques, do you ever anyone who's got the mirror? Because it mentions it in Figueroa's thing, and maybe we could maybe use it. It might be useful. Uh... In his confession, <laughs> Dwayne so had that... it last. <laughs> let me tell you about the crawling chaos in this mirror we had. <laughs> okay, so so let me preach, brother. Let me tell you a story about that mirror. So back on the boat, you know, we, we got the mirror, and it was a fake. It was a complete fake. I can assure you it wasn't. I am a professor and it was worth, I mean, it was priceless, but it was also an, an, an antiquity. It was It was beyond measure. It was a fake. They, they must have pulled a switcheroo. Anyways, somebody stole it off the boat and I don't know who, but they stole the fake. So it's okay. We just, once we find the real mirror, we're in luck. Yeah, so, so, we're, so what we're saying is we don't have all the gold. So there's no point in returning it if we don't have all the gold. We could keep some. Well, we never had all the gold. I mean, if it makes you feel any better, I'm pretty sure we're all going to die anyway. So it's not a big <laughs> deal about worrying about if anybody's going to loot the gold. So it's no biggie. No biggie. Well, Jackson Elias, I know for sure that you so. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I feel comfortable making that statement. <laughs> Well, uh, if you don't survive, then what the hell is the point of us doing this entire chapter? <laughs> Dan, so I, I, I do want to say I am 100% on your team here. I think it's just we got to get everything back to where it belongs. Otherwise, not only are we going to be cursed, we're going to be cursing all of these people who are just innocent farmers and their alpacas. Do we want to be responsible for cursed alpacas? I don't think so. I don't, I don't know that I could live with myself. I don't know. Somebody will make a movie about that one day, a cursed alpaca that used to be a king. I don't know. It'll be called our black alpaca, and then it'll be, you know, some money raised. I've never seen an, a movie, so there you I have think, it. I think Roger Corman could do a good one, a horror movie about a cursed alpaca. That would work. Yeah, or, or alternatively, it'll end up being lovingly milked by Nicolas Cage. <laughs> okay. Okay, so look, we're all in agreement. We're not going, we're not going to the the pyramid we're all going to california to pitch this alpaca project we're coming up with right <laughs> yes Is we that, survived you, to you write the screenplay <laughs> you've stolen the entire reason i brought a llama around <laughs> it, tur <laughs> oh, it turns out we were the monsters all along <laughs> we gotta have a fallback gonna make plan. a milking I mean, joke since we're not taking the gold we gotta have a money maker right <laughs> oh, okay. so i think i think from the sounds of it we're uh we're heading up to the, the side track. Yes, oh, yeah, I, I, clearly I, I, that's what we picked, so, I guess. Yes. <laughs> you, f you follow this trail for you know another few hours, and again, it gets dark. So you're going to have to make camp. I say we make camp, but none of us actually sleep. Ah, the old double bluff. I'd like to sleep. 
Mm. <laughs> you get a freebie tonight, Dwayne, all right? Okay, okay. <laughs> How about we we make camp and we do sleep and we keep watch and rather than going off into the dark on your own, you wake us up if another fat something vampire comes. And we double the way. watch. We'll do two at a time. I mean, that sounds like a great but plan. But that's how what happened last time. And they still went off. I mean, Tamvers, to be fair, staying in the dark, you were the only one stuck in a tent. The rest of us were out in the, in, <laughs> firing and stuff in the firelight. I would have done some very serious um, Kung Fu. scolding <laughs> to any vampire I saw if you hadn't have pulled my tent pegs out. Yeah. I mean, it was for your protection, buddy. Look, I'm looking after you. I, look, I, I, guys, I guess we camp here for the night, but like, like first, first light, we need to be gone out of here. I agree. In my experience as well, uh, maybe we should keep the animals by the fire, maybe? Or really far away. Like, either really, really close so we can protect them, or like really, really far away. And we have none left in the morning. Uh, uh, yeah, I said we keep them close then, because otherwise we're screwed if they get all killed, so. Uh, we'll put them in the middle of the camp, and we'll all just be camped around them. Okay. Well... Yeah, I mean, uh, maybe it's because of all the preparations you made, or maybe it's just dumb luck. But either way, the night passes completely uneventfully. Uh, th those of you who are sleeping are rested, and Dwayne, for example, can get another two hit points back. Uh, and anyone else who's down on any hit points can get two hit points back as well. Do we notice any tracks through the grass whenever we wake up the next morning to see if they even came because if we saw the tracks you know going away uh the day prior do we notice any other set of tracks that are closer than maybe they came and saw us and didn't attack well you could give me a tracking roll if you want i'm not sure that's in my repertoire it's not <laughs> i'm gonna say my best interest it's probably not that either but i'll try it 55 out of a you know, whatever base is on tracking. Ten. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no. So no. I uh, you can you can just about make out the tracks that you were following before, but yeah, that's because you you remembered where they were. But apart from that No, no chance. So once you've packed everything up again and set off, yeah, you, you travel on for another few hours. At some point I, you you do see that there's a bit of grass up ahead that does seem to have been flattened. You could give me a spot hidden roll. I mean, I, everyone can give me a spot hidden roll if you want as you're passing by this area. Danvers fails. 57 versus 40. 57 versus 80. Okay. And 11. I made it on the nose. 75. Okay. And I've got a 5 versus 75. Alright, so it sounds like everyone except for Danvers, who's obviously busy looking after Charlotte. Well, he would be milking Charlotte, but you've ruined that joke. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I, I... Uh... Uh, joke's on you anyway, because Charlotte's actually a boy, so... <laughs> <laughs> well, well, those of you who passed, anyway... Uh, see beyond this, this pile of flattened grass that there's something pale lying in the long grass yeah. just beside this uh, flattened patch of grass. Uh, my gun's out already. I mean, 
I'll point it at it. I don't know what it is, so. It doesn't seem to be moving. Does anybody want to go up with me? I'm not going up there by myself. No. And I just threw a <laughs> stick at it. <laughs> I'll go. So Dwayne will I'll, I'll slide up with me and we'll <laughs> carefully proceed forward with guns drawn and ready. Got my rifle. Am I right in saying that Danvers doesn't have a gun? Did it drop in the lake? Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> I've forgotten that. Uh, I hold up to talk the last fight. I was like, oh, God, he's going to come out of the tent with a gun. Oh, God. <laughs> so as you get a bit closer, you can see, yeah, a, a hoof sticking out from between the, the strands of grass. Like a horse hoof or goat hoof? Well, actually, yeah, it, actually, I'm trying to remember whether alpacas have hooves. I mean, they don't, do they? Uh, I can't remember what an alpaca like, foot looks like. Their fingers but, like... It, but it looks like, yeah, it looks like an alpaca foot. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that is. <laughs> Whatever's on the end foot. of their legs, that is what is there. These tiny human feet, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> look like hands. A, a newborn you know, toddler. Alpacas have hands <laughs> in the bottom of their legs. <laughs> these are, these are so, uh, so the hammers for alpacas, though. They've got tentacles. Oh. Uh, someone please draw oh. this with the alpaca <laughs> with the baby hands. Oh, please, so in our discords, post that. No. Six months time, we'll get back to you when this is finally yeah. released. Right. <laughs> uh, so oh, we'll, yes. I'll I'll go up closer. Do I see any blood on it at all? Yeah, you can see there is blood on the the grass, and actually in the flattened area of grass. Now that you're looking, there's some dry blood around here. And yeah, as you get closer, you can see that the this alpaca, yeah, it's. I mean, it's recognisable as an alpaca because of the wool and because of the rough shape of it. But this thing is just completely emaciated. I mean, it it looks like alpaca wool, you know, mangy alpaca wool, just stretched over sticks. Can, is there, by the smell or anything, or the freshness of the blood? Can you tell how long it's been here? Yeah, not not that long. Um, yeah, right. there's there's certainly no smell of decomposition, and and yeah, the blood. Yeah, I mean, some of it is dry, some of it is still a bit tacky. Huh. Does this look like the alpaca that the guy set off with yesterday with his son? Uh, it's it's an alpaca. Yeah, Same there, color by or anything. Is there any yeah, rope around it's, its neck or? Nail polish on its uh, tiny baby feet. <laughs> Hands. Hands. Um, <laughs> no, no. I mean, there's there's nothing really identifying. Huh. But but yeah, I mean, from the, from the wound on it and from the emaciated form, I mean, it it looks like you know the the kind of damage you saw to Trinidad Rizzo's body uh, when De Mendoza had finished with her. Okay. Now, and is there tr is there a trail leading from this? Yeah, I want to see if I can yeah. if I can track a trail or see how many of them there were. Okay, well, give me a tracking roll then. I, now I don't have tracking. I just said I want to see. So let's see how that <laughs> works out. <laughs> oh, almost a thirteen. Uh, almost had it. So are you going to spend three points of luck there? Uh, so yeah, I mean Jackson, you know, looking over this from the the footprints and the blood and so on, 
determines that, yeah, there are probably two of them, and from the size of the feet, it would tie in with one full-grown man and one young woman or girl. Um, they, they, and the the tracks do go back and and join that that path that you were following. So it looks like, I mean, you you reckon looking at this that they found perhaps that stray alpaca that the two farmers were looking for before and just opportunistically fed on it. Huh. So we well at least we know there's still two of them and they're not far ahead of us. So we're on the right track. I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, really. But. Yeah, actually, yeah. I mean, from the state of the blood as well, you reckon, yeah, they probably got a few hours head start on you. Uh, they, they, you know, stopping and feeding here may have slowed them down a bit. All right. Well, let's just keep moving. I look at Danvers. Cover Charlotte's eyes, Danvers, so she doesn't see. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing I bought this brand new shotgun when we stopped in Puno. Otherwise, I'd be in wheel trouble, wouldn't I? Um, no, we left that but... back with all. We, we were down a mule. All your stuff was left back at the camp. Yeah. I'm sorry. We left buddy. all we, of we it. We had a boat. We had a boat. You just we packed your cravats in pockets and you left. <laughs> that was all. All of the essentials, you said. You insisted on the essentials. Even Charlotte has a pocket for some reason. <laughs> well, at least I've got my cravat. <laughs> um, should we, should we plan a a, a a route of attack? Because any minute we're going to come across these fat sucking vampires, and I, I suppose we could just blow them up like tested the last one. But do we need to make a plan? I, I, I'm not. I'm not a combat expert, but I know a plan is always good. I mean, we could have followed this Hansel and Gretel trail of handy-dandy alpacas and llamas, maybe. No? Oh, what's, like the, what's the saying? You know, your uh, all your plans fall apart as soon as you meet the enemy, so... As soon as you get shot in the chest, I think it was, wasn't it? Yeah, or you fall on a, <laughs> a tent stake? Or... I, I do think, though, that Danvers has, has a point. And, you know, we do tend to run towards the enemy... And leave the rest of us behind, and that's worked out not great for us. And I well, dart my eyes over at Dwayne. What? I, I just think it'd be best if we maybe just stayed together, kind of huddled up. Well, let's just let's yeah, let's just we'll agree to stay as a group as opposed to running ahead. How about that? Yeah, I wasn't going very far. I didn't want to wake anybody up in case it was some something. And these were two bad calls on your part. <laughs> it was too far and you should have woke us up guys guys I think we're victim blaming I think I just invented the term like, I, 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 I am a victim and getting blamed <laughs> this is not healthy I mean we tried to two of us took watch two of us are soldiers we should be honoured but like let's make a real plan here Good, good talk. Okay, um, <laughs> right. So we're just gonna Hansel and Gretel. We're just gonna Hansel and Gretel behind the, the dead bodies of llamas. Maybe, we made a yeah? plan. We made a plan that we'll stick together and we'll shoot it when we see it. Okay, and we'll stay. We'll best friends. Okay. So I did buy this shotgun, but I did forget to buy any ammo. Can I borrow maybe just one or two cartridges from someone? We'll dole that out when you when we feel like you need it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Think of it like shadow boxing. You're practicing fighting with an unloaded gun. It'll make you so much sharper when you eventually find bullets. 
It actually looks like the shopkeeper put in a box for me, just as complimentary. It's fine, I've got some. I was... Uh, <laughs> God damn it. At this point, the tent peg comes out of McNulty's hands, <laughs> points, crosses on short again, and just takes the bullets off him. When you've shown you're responsible with your toys, the adults will give you your toys, okay? Uh, isn't McNulty like 16 or something? 17. 17. <laughs> and, and a half. And a half. <laughs> Weren't you weren't you about to join a cult just like four days ago? <laughs> uh, no, I didn't almost join a cult. I formed a cult. I was co-founder. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's like no, like it's like a, it's like a, you learn more at your first failed business than you do with anything else. Like the second business is normally more successful. Same with cults. <laughs> well, you know, when he is trying to get like admitted into college, that is the best. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. I got it. Self, you know, I'm a self-starter. Yeah. I've got, you know, good people skills. You could, you could really yeah. revitalize the Greek system, you know. Yeah. I've a strong religious background. <laughs> <laughs> I assume that this conversation is happening as we are riding, walking to the next. I, I, I'm assuming so. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm excited that we're gonna get McNulty into college. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know to get to college, but apparently I'm getting yeah. groomed for it. Well, I'll spot to you. Hooray! And then I, I, I turn to anyone else that's looking and go, I'm not really going to spot to you. <laughs> well, like, I've applied a few places and I, there's an outside chance I'm going to get a scholarship for cheerleading. I might be watching cheer on Netflix at the moment. There's, that's no reason that's influenced it at all. <laughs> I don't understand what he's saying. But uh, let's just continue on in the direction of, of whatever's happening. Oh, oh God. <laughs> I, I, I Not can't a clue. <laughs> so, so you I'm find... glad we made a plan, though. Yeah. <laughs> we're Man. not splitting up and we're shooting it. That's all I know. <laughs> we're not all shooting it. That person is going to pretend to shoot us until he shows responsibility. All right. We'll give him a stick shaped like a shotgun and he can practice with that. He'll do this lift and drop, lift. Oh. So, you follow this trail. <laughs> Um, for, for a few more hours and again you come up over the edge of um, another pass and there down below there is a large long area I mean possibly a mile or two of plateau of, of uh, grassland and off in the distance I'm maybe half a mile distant you can see moving their way through the grass two figures um i at this distance it's really difficult to pick out more than the fact that there are just two people walking through the grass heading away from you are they walking normal um as far as you can tell yes ah i think we can catch them Ooh, yeah. Um, <laughs> maybe we could do what we did last time, where I hang back with a rifle and we send Danvers. Yeah, these might just be innocent people on the grass step in the middle of well, nowhere. Well, if we're doing that, Sean's going to have to give me back my shotgun cartridges. I mean, look, if, if it's innocent people we want shot, you're the man for a job, I'll handle the shotgun cartridges. <laughs> innocent? <laughs> Just before before we go ahead, and, and by the way, I'm not I'm not going ahead. I just did that to just get my shotgun shot cartridges back. Um, but but just 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 going through what's going on here, 
why are they going back to the pyramid? I mean, I thought they were starving. I mean, the whole point that they go around looking for things to eat. I mean, what are they going to eat back at this pyramid? Are they, like, looking for mm. their coffins or something? They're just... A lot of animals don't really think that many steps ahead. They might have had good times at the pyramids. It might have been plentiful when they are there. They're thinking they associated with food. Maybe that's all it is. I mean... You know, it's just where they live, and they're going out to eat. Yeah, it's takeout. It's takeout. <laughs> Okay, I mean, I guess that makes sense. It just does it. It just seems really curious that Larkin was all the way in Lima, and these two were just, you know, hunting around here. I just don't, I don't understand the difference, and I don't really understand what's really going on. Why did he have the gold? And but was Larkin not human? I thought Mendoza was the problem, right? Sorry, I'm yes. Yeah, I mean, it's been, it's clearly, been, you'll get more talk about. It's been a very long five days. <laughs> <laughs> Feels like a year. <laughs> Like, does it matter? Like, we're in the middle of fucking Peru on a shitty plateau. Let's just get, like, let's just do this and get out of here, right? Unless you want uh, Carol or whatever you call your llama to be eaten. Yeah, it's... I mean, none of the pack animals you've got are particularly fast, so, yeah, riding them isn't really going to take you any faster than walking pace. Um, I mean, your walking pace is pretty slow at the moment anyway because of Dwayne. Yeah, it's my Isn't bad. He healed up. I'm, now? I'm almost healed. I'm uh, I got I'm at 23 hit points out of 26 now. So he's limping still, but yeah, it's it's not quite as agonizing as it was yesterday. The the problem is that if they just turn around, they'll see us and attack. Because why wouldn't they? I mean, or maybe they won't. I don't know. But we're, we if, we stand out. If they turn around. And they charge us. It'll take a bit for them to get to us, which means we got enough time to uh, to shoot them. You know. Fair enough. So let's do the let's stick to the plan, guys. Let's stay together and shoot them if they come near, yeah. and we'll just follow behind them at a distance. Well, that sounds like a really good idea. What if we like make a really big noise and then they turn around and run at us, and then we just shoot them for until before they get there, get to us. Or we don't make a noise and we just keep going the direction they're going. <laughs> Maybe. Well, we I would rather go. fight them on this big long plane with you know where they're going to be running towards us, taking fire, rather than going into their home in this pyramid, like you've said. But we know they're fast, so they might just run off really quick, and we won't see them again until dark. But how how is that different from us following them into the dark? I mean, to be fair, I think they call home Spain. Like, how well did they know this pyramid? How long? Like, do we know they were here for five hundred years, or have they been like? Pissing around Peru, eating people forever. I feel that for this particular conversation, that's probably a bit irrelevant. <laughs> I'm just saying, Glad like you said it. Let's just. I think we go to the pyramid. We get. Maybe we don't have to fight them. Maybe we put the gold back. They're all happy with their tons of money. They stay there. They don't eat any of us. That would be a good point. Imagine we put the gold back, and they become they healed, and they just become normal people again. And we could talk to them about. You know, being a conquistador, I mean, that the historical ramifications are just remarkable. Of course, we don't really have a lot of gold to put back because the mirror is gone. Or Well, it wasn't the mirror. It, it, it was the gold bar that you got from oh, right. the storeroom under the museum, and you do still have that. Yeah, and the mirror right. was ha- mostly glass. Happily, happily, Dwayne hasn't managed to lose that. Well, yeah, yeah but, I was about to say. I didn't lose the last one. It was a fake, and... It was a- <laughs> Um, and if you let me look at a gold bar, I will probably tell you that it's a fake as well. <laughs> <laughs> There's a difference between losing and disposing of. He was very responsible. 
it sounds like we're just following then is that yeah that, that's but, but that's, together. that's that's what i'm assuming until you tell me otherwise so so yeah when you come down over the uh the brow of the hill and onto the plain the the plus side here is obviously you've got the cover of the long grass and the grass really is long here i mean it's it's at least shoulder height i you know the downside is that you don't really have line of sight of the pishtaku anymore assuming they are pishtaku um but you are following the trail that they've left through the long grass, which is pretty obvious. Okay. And yeah, I mean, you follow that for about another hour's walk, and it's now late afternoon. And you come up to another ridge. And this one is a bit different. This is looking down you realize now you know that there's uh, th this is sort of the edge of the plateau that you're on um you can see that there are mountains dotted off in the distance you know clustered fairly close together but there's now a valley quite far down below what you can see however is off to the side off just to your left there is another small plateau a few hundred feet down that, that's protruding from the edge of the plateau that you're on much smaller and there is a dirt path that's leading down there at the end of the dirt path is yeah this plateau which has got all sorts of stone structures built on it you can see walls you can see what looks like a pyramid i it's perhaps not as big as you'd anticipated it's um and it's difficult to tell because a lot of this is quite heavily silted up it looks like there's been a lot of dirt that's blown around here but um yeah there, there's definitely a stepped pyramid down there um, and a few other structures, or at least the ruins of a few other structures, surrounded by these stone walls. You can hear this strange whistling sound, uh, almost like a piping noise, coming from off in that direction. And there is... Uh, you also notice that there are flies buzzing around, perhaps unusually for... You know this kind of altitude um there are a few flies buzzing around in the air uh anyone who wants can give me a natural world roll oh i've oh, got points in i failed it that's seven versus 20. oh sorry go ahead oh no it's a, I had a yeah forget about it versus a 45 so i'm out also forget about 68 it 68 versus 30 yeah no <clears throat> test succeeded so yeah i mean one of them buzzes past you and you get a good look at it and yeah you realize this is a carrion fly um yeah it's certainly not necessarily the kind of thing you'd expect to see around here i know that things are looking real dire y'all and um we've been through a lot of hard times together in a very short period of time it feels like we've been together for years and it's only been days <laughs> the, these are carrion flies and 
typically these are around a lot a lot of death so I just I don't know maybe we just toss the gold bar down the hill and go from there uh could, could maybe we check out the pyramid I mean maybe Silva I think there's questions left unanswered that we have to have I mean at least I do so like is the Silva <laughs> well maybe not Silva oh oh well, the gold is evidently bad. And also, technically, I am on a holiday, but there would be... I mean, Fru has been my dream for years, and as an occultist, I mean, again, the academic potential here is incredible. I'm just saying, from a scientific point of view, going down is a real... This doesn't look good. I mean, there are flies buzzing everywhere. I mean, I'll go with you. I'm not afraid. I don't want y'all to think I'm scared. I'm not at all, unless one of you are, and I'll go back with you. No, I'm afraid. I'm going, though. <laughs> I was about to say, I'm really scared. <laughs> yeah, but we've, we've got to know, and we've got to stop them one way or the other, so at least I have to go on. Yeah, and, like, leaving here, what's to stop them following us back to Lima and the rest of Peru and the rest of the world? I mean, they're kind of killing people all over the place. We want to stop this, right? They know our names, they know who we are, they know what's up, you know? So we're all in. I think so. Yeah. That was a test. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> okay. shrewd of you, Tess. Well, as I mentioned, there is this fairly narrow dirt path, winding path that's leading down from the plateau that you're on, down towards the smaller plateau, down the cliff edge, and... Yeah, it is. It is narrow. I getting your pack animals down there is going to be tricky. Um, yeah, particularly as none of you are particularly skilled with animal handling. Nope. What if we leave them here? Would that be a bad idea? We won't know till we get back anyway. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those of us true. that return. I'm not sure how comfortable I am with leaving Charlotte here, but I think they'd probably be safer up here than down there. Um, I mean, it smells like do death down there, so I, I can't imagine it's going to be great for them. For us. It's very true. They probably wouldn't go down there if that's what it smells like. Well, they do seem to be a bit spooked. I mean, maybe it is. I mean, yeah, every now and then the wind changes slightly, and yeah, you do get that sweetish smell of corruption coming from somewhere. And then, yeah, maybe it's the whistling noise or the piping noise that's coming from down there. But yeah, e even standing around on the, the edge of the plateau here, the animals do seem to be spooked. Okay. Right, well, let's let's set up a little sort of picket or something. I mean, we don't want them running off. I mean, the last thing we want to do is have to carry, lose all our tents and things after defeating whatever terrible abominations are found below. Okay, um, well... Now I feel bad about throwing away that perfectly good steak. Because <laughs> <laughs> I hurled that damn thing off. Um, uh. <laughs> do we have more? We have more, yeah. We can definitely stake the animals here. Yeah. But it's best if you put the steak in the ground rather than directly in the animal. I learned that myself. <laughs> You don't say. <laughs> I thought maybe we could stake one and then tie that one to the other one via the stake. It doesn't work. Is that not why they have the sm the small hands? Just they grab a stake when they see it and they sit there. Yeah. 
<laughs> it seems like that the alpaca should be able to just like cling on to the mules. <laughs> yeah. By the way, while you're having this discussion up on the edge of the plateau and you know getting ready to tie the animals up, you can see down there on the other plateau that there is some movement. Is it the same people that we've been following? Yeah, again, you know, it's far enough off that it's difficult to see exactly what's going on. Do any of you have binoculars or a telescope or anything like that? I'm going to say I do. Okay. Yeah, I think that's reasonable. It was reasonable to assume that it does. Um, So I will pull out my binoculars and look. Danvers did, but it was left in his pack, so at the first camp. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. So... Yeah, then, yeah, I mean, Jackson pulls out his binoculars. I mean, you can, from the, without them, you can just see that there are a couple of figures moving around down there. But with the binoculars, yeah, you can see that it is a man with with long hair and a long beard dressed in some fairly light and simple cotton clothes. He is accompanied by a young woman or a teenage girl who is dressed and she looks like a a local from the area and she's dressed in in woolen clothing the two of them i mean their clothing and particularly the girl looks quite stretched i mean they both have quite bulbous looking bellies and the the man it clambers up the steps of the pyramid. I mean, the steps are large enough that you know he's not just walking up, but he's you know sort of clambering, pushing himself up one after another, up to the large flat top of the pyramid. And now that you're looking through these these binoculars, you can see that there is a large crack that's running through the the flat top. And he he goes up towards this crack and gets down on his hands and knees in front of it and then his mouth opens wide and suddenly he starts convulsing and you can see this torrent of of thick viscous white liquid just pouring out of his mouth as he 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 just vomits it all into this crack in the pyramid Oh my god, and I'll hand the binoculars to anybody else. <laughs> Somebody else look at this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, so yeah, I mean you can see that the, the, the vomiting goes on for some time. And when he gets up again, he he looks quite emaciated that you know that, that uh pop belly is gone. Uh and you know, everything about him looks thinner, his cheeks look thinner. He looks more like the one that attacked Duane a few days ago. Yeah. So the yeah. bulimic fat-sucking vampires. <laughs> Can I just say, on behalf of everyone who's listening and reading this scenario, what the fuck, Scott? <laughs> <laughs> he's like going through uh, his... He has, Scott has a list, you know, and he's going down the list and he goes, Oh, there's one I haven't used yet. <laughs> Bulimia. I, and, and yeah, as, as Dwayne watches, I mean, the the man starts clambering back down, and the girl clambers up, and and goes over on her hands and knees in front of the crack and repeats the process. Um, about how far away are they? 
at this stage, I mean, certainly a, a few hundred yards, maybe, you know, three, four hundred yards away. Okay, Jesus. so... What, what are they doing? It looks like they're praying. Oh, oh watch this, Sebastian. <laughs> <laughs> Here you go. Take my binoculars. Oh, of course. <laughs> I'm always interested in seeing ancient rites and prayer rituals and, oh my God, what are they doing? <laughs> oh my God, I feel like I'm going to be sick, but I don't want to be sick because that's just going to make me more sick after what I've just seen. Oh, Christ. No, no, it's, just, it's just merely role-playing the ceremony you just watched. Go on, be sick. <laughs> I wonder if it'll be as white and viscous as theirs was. <laughs> Um, well, it was beans for breakfast, I'm sure. Um, so, uh, um, I'm going to go out on the limb and say that those two people we were following were fish tacos. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. And for some reason, they're like baby bird feeding the pyramid those llamas? I think Question it's mark? because something's in the pyramid, guys. Just Lots, lots, of, think... uh, lots of fat sucker vampires with the little mouths up. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm I'm worried about that thing that we almost got test that black wiggly horrible thing. Mhm. 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 Oh, the the worm? That's one of the many problems you're going to That's one thing narrow down. It. Yeah. What what was it? Remember the worm that was trying real hard to get into my mouth and I was like, "No, no, no." But I couldn't uh, say yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, I was a bit distracted with a chest wound. Yeah. It's really always about you. <laughs> 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 I think you were recruiting at that time, actually. Okay. But also, Danvers did uh, do his clairvoyance at that time, uh, using the worm. And I don't know if you remember, but you did get a vision of something in darkness that was just... It, it was like you know thousands, tens of thousands of these worms just crawling all over each other. And yeah, I mean, perhaps if that image is in the back of your head, you suddenly get a very strong intuition that you're looking at that, yeah, where that darkness lies. Ah. So Danvers has been like retching and throwing up everywhere, and he looks up and goes, "There's something terrible in that pyramid, something awful, something hungry." And when I say something, I don't mean something. I mean hundreds, thousands of alien abominations. I, I'm not sure we should go anywhere near it. At this point, McNulty's going to walk over to one of the, the pack animals, take out this uh, gold bar and go, so there you go, Sebastian. You want to put all the gold back? I think we put all the gold back and we go with the plan. Well... I can imagine he takes it and then, like, immediately drops it because it's way heavier. <laughs> His hands are going to the floor. So, 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 Sebastian, your theory is that the pyramid is is full of alien monsters, and they're yes. feeding it through a crack in the top. Well, also, do you remember the story that Nera told you last time, uh, the god that fell from the sky? the hungry god that was trapped below the earth. Uh, 
No. Yeah, no. much like a teacher when they ask questions in the class. Let's just try to start the show. Sure we do. <laughs> Why don't you tell it for the listeners, though, Scott? <laughs> you tell us on so much better than we do, Scott. <laughs> Let's call it a flashback. <laughs> yeah, so she told you that there was a, a local folk story associated with the area of a god that fell from the sky and landed in Lake Titicaca. Of the, this god of endless hunger that just consumed everything that it came in contact with. And this trickster hero, this local trickster hero, told it that all the greatest and most succulent delights could be found below the ground. And so it tricked it, 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 he tricked the creature, the god, into going down into these animal warrens below the earth, where he then trapped it uh, in, in a structure that he built over it. So, cool, cool, cool. Okay, so no, I, I'm thinking. Uh, Dwayne is thinking. There's two ways we could handle this. One of them is kerosene or or, or uh, something we could pour it down in the crack, and then we could spackle over the the crack there, and just do a little repair, you know, a little home maintenance on the crack. Huh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a great idea with just two minor problems. We throw the gold bar down, then we speckle. No, no, no kerosene and no speckle. Um, there is earth all around us, and we could make adobe. Right, yeah. I like a... Is that like a photo editing software? I like adobe chicken. I, I'm just, just throwing out ideas. It's adobo, but that's fine. I have weird science, but nothing really to weird <laughs> science with. So... <laughs> I mean, Come on, guys. Let's let's just go. Let's let's go. We gotta find out. We can we take those two out. Go where and do what? Well, well, our, our plan is we stick together. <laughs> I say we. I say we shoot the two fat second vampires. I I don't want to leave until they're gone. They eat people in the neighborhood. We'll shoot them, and then while we're there, would you like to peek down in the crack? So, Scott, where are they going? So now that they've vomited into the crack in the pyramid, are they coming back our way? Or... No, as, as, as you watch, they walk across within the, the compound of the area that is surrounded by the external walls over to the far corner away from the pyramid. And I... Yeah, I mean, if you borrow the uh, the binoculars off Danvers, you'll get a better view of what's happening they they go over towards a pit you know something you know a big hole in the ground and you know as you zoom in a bit with the binoculars you can see that it is filled with corpses that it is there you know there are hundreds possibly thousands of emaciated bodies in various stages just piled in this pit and one after the other these creatures just crawl into the pit uh, you know pushing their way down through the corpses and vanish into it is that a good place to leave the episode yeah i think so 
we'll leave them tucking themselves into a very pleasant night's sleep and uh, <laughs> we'll leave everyone at home to uh, picture all those lovely images so again thank you everyone for playing it's been a, it's been a blast uh, and thank you everyone for listening I hope you've enjoyed uh, the next episode of the Masinana Tap my name is Joe Trey. you can contact me on Twitter at HWR Podcast you can find all the How We Roll crew on Discord and I think there's a link to that in the show notes we have a Facebook page a Reddit page and you can contact us directly at Podcast at gmail.com um, Owen how can people get in contact with you anything you want to plug share or mention uh, if you want to get in contact with me guys I'm active on Twitter at how we roll own own is E-O-G-H-A-N um, if you want to a bit more live back and forth chat our discord is always active we're almost 500 members hopefully by the time this comes out we'll be well past that and you can uh, chat to me live on twitch.tv forward slash HWR podcast where I play dumb video games Amazing. Uh, Murph, how can people get in contact with you? Anything you want to plug, share, mention? Uh, you can listen to our show, the Miskatonic University Podcast at mu-podcast.com or you can uh, join us over on our Discord as well. It's not quite as popular as your guys, but it's good in there. Uh, or you can track us on Twitter at mu underscore podcast. Uh, Veronica, uh, how can people get in contact with you? Anything you want to plug or share or mention? Yeah, you can listen to my podcast. Welcome to St. Paxton. Uh, we're on Twitter at CAF Podcast. And you can follow me on Twitter where I'm very active and really into Animal Crossing right now in the month of <laughs> April uh, at Typical Veronica. I, d- I need to figure out what Animal Crossing is because there's just so much going on about it. And I just have it's, no it's idea. It's a better Stardew Valley show. That's it. Basically. Yeah. You know? I, I, I don't know what you funny is. Don't know Sarah Duvalier. You can catch me on HWR. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, okay, then. Okay. <laughs> I have mine on order for t- two weeks' time. It's took it like six weeks to deliver a switch and a Animal Crossing. I can't wait. Okay, and uh, Seth, how can people get in contact with you? And I think you want to plug. I think are you playing Animal Crossing? Do you know what it is? Uh, no, I've never played Animal Crossing. Um, <laughs> uh, so you can find me on uh, on Twitter uh, s Skorkowski. Um, I do not have a podcast, but my YouTube channel Seth Skorkowski, the highly imaginative name there, uh, where I talk about role playing games and various nerdly things. And um, I also have a few novels out that you can uh, you can enjoy. They're available in ebook, paperback, and audiobook. Amazing, uh, and, and highly recommend. I listened to the, the first one recently and really really oh, enjoyed good. it. Good. And uh, it's really really good. So the, the and the current one is very much on my uh, my wish list because uh, anything Carcosa grabs me. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Scott, thank you again for GMing. Again, I feel that we've been really on the board uh, in tonight's <laughs> I, recording. I, th- I, think, I think you have. I mean, it's it's taken longer than I'd anticipated for you to get to this stage. But then again, I seem to be absolute shit at estimating these things. So I think that's more me than you. Uh, but yeah, I, I I think we are on the verge of true horror here. The verge? <laughs> Someone popped I... into a pyramid. <laughs> 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 I'll repeat that what I said earlier. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, if you visit blasphemoustomes.com, that is the website that I share with Paul Fricker and Matt Sanderson. It's the home of the Good Friends of Jackson Lives podcast, wherein we talk about Call of Cthulhu horror films, weird fiction, and other stuff. And there is also link, links on there, uh, not only to our social media presences, but also there is a page that tells you other things that we've worked on and gives you links to uh, other books that, um, well, if you're enjoying this, you may find interesting.
Uh, highly recommended all, all of those and uh, we'll be back very very well hopefully very shortly with the next episode if you can't wait that long you can find the next episodes and much much more on our patreon at how we roll podcast at patreon sorry at patreon.com forward slash how we roll podcast and um, for five dollars a month you get early access to all our episodes and you also get some very very cool patreon only releases including our brand new patreon release which is a cult divinity lost playthrough called the atrocity archive which has myself dave and scott Dord as players and the amazing craig from red moon roleplay as gm really really worth checking out before we go i want to say a huge thank you to all our new patrons including our newest patrons matt reynolds lorenzo sorry lorenzo p jackson jr amazing name and kate falconer thank you so much um and we also want to say a huge thank you to battle Bards, who provided much of the music and sound effects you heard the show and to our partners at Idol for Champions of the Forgotten Realms who have got a gold chess code just for how we roll listeners. All you need to do is enter the game and enter this code W-A-W-E-H-A-S-T-T-I-R-L That is all from us. We'll be back very soon with the next episode. Take care.